what's going on, y'all? This is Big Two. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. This is Cal. You, we didn't even do the intro properly, man. Do it again. You say, hey, yo, this is two. And I say, it hasn't been that long, bro. But <laughs> oh, you must stop recording. And what's your cost we can do? No, I'm still, I'm still recording it. We're, we're going we're gonna to do it live. <laughs> Start it up. Start it up. So we're going to do this over. My bad, y'all. I was trying to do something new for y'all. But this MF it didn't fuck with it. So what's going on, y'all? This is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with two and Cal. Snyder Cut Edition, man. You, you tried to do something new and even let me know. I'm like, you know, I was feeling my, I was feeling it, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this is Big Two, baby. The only thing I added was Big Two. And then you want to be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You what the fuck is that? This motherfucker you... going off script and shit. This guy, <laughs> man. This nigga, a little Snyder Cut, he's a bit. Yeah. Speaking of Snyder Cut, man. We Yo. finally got it. After, after like, years and after rumors, people saying it doesn't exist, people saying it does exist. What was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, we yeah, watched the Snyder Cut all four hours in one sitting. Listen, and big shout-out to um, our brother Drew yeah. from Stupid Podcast who came through. You know, that's a brother to the show. Yeah. Um, came through, and he was, he was there for the, the marathon. Wasn't a sprint, baby, but it was definitely a marathon. Definitely a marathon. Yeah, man, it was it was it was good, man. But it, yeah, to watching that all in one sitting, I, I really can't believe we got it. Like part of it was just like, oh shit, I'm really watching this, you know. Like, what what was your initial thoughts? Let's let's break it down, man. You want to start? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually, I um, uh, like I want to know what you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here. For there was more that I liked than what I didn't like. Um, if we were talking about the what Kevin Smith and uh, uh, what Kevin Smith and the rest of the internet refers to as Justice League, um, I would have more to say about what I didn't like more versus mm-hmm. than um, what I didn't like with the Snyder Cut. Um, the Snyder Cut is something that we've been waiting for for years, you know. Right. Um, you know, I remember Schnepp talking about Ben Affleck's Batman and stuff like that and this and just seeing how this thing set up a bunch of movies, you know? Uh, for instance, spoilers, Aquaman. Aquaman right after <laughs> uh, the whole battle, he's like, I gotta go see my father, which leads into the movie, you know? Yeah. Um, or I liked how Barry Allen this time around was not he was still lighthearted, but he was more integral yeah he, he wasn't just telling jokes and just being kind of quippy he had more to do you know he felt like a real fleshed out character and he and he was he had a lot to do he he did some real shit you know what i mean especially when he had to reverse time and things like that and go back and fix some things and and then the and the and then the justice league cut he was just there yeah it was just like oh, i'm gonna push this but i'm gonna do this Oh yeah, let me reactivate the box to be Superman. And that's pretty much the only important thing he did. Whereas with this with this movie with the, the Snyder cut, we got to spend time with each character. Right. We got time with Batman. You know, we didn't get the although I will say I did for the Justice League version, that Batman opening, you know, that mm-hmm. was the only thing that kind of got me hyped about it. Yeah. Except for the you smell fear. Like that part. No, but just seeing how it starts off with Batman 
taking taking care of that the or the rock the Jocelyn Steve version. But then what I liked about it is that with the Snyder cut, it was a straight continuation of Batman v Superman. Straight continuation, you know, and this it sounded like I was telling you when I was texting, I was like, yo, I really want to see the the um trilogy. Yeah. You know, I wanna and it's sad because with WB trying to bury it, it was originally planned to be like five movies. Yeah, we, you know? we could talk about like that, but I just want to hear like your thoughts on like the movie and then we'll talk about like the aftermath. No, it's all good. It's all good. I enjoyed Alfred. I enjoyed um the darker tone. I feel like the darker tone was definitely needed. It started off that way, and I felt that it was proper that it ends that way. I think the initial, I wouldn't say end credit, but the nightmare version. Oh, man, Jared Leto and, and Ben Affleck together. I would have loved to see that in a movie. You know, I would have mm-hmm. loved to see that. I love Black Suit Superman, although I wish towards the end he didn't keep the black suit. I wish that, um, you know, at the end when he's going into the crowd and he pulls open his shirt, I would have loved to see the original costume instead of keeping it black. Mm. Um, you talking about Superman, thing. right? Yeah. That's probably the only thing I could say I didn't like. I Listen, Ben Affleck is Batman. That's the flipping Batman that I deserve. Not what we got in Justice League. Racing like a lighthearted bitch. Yeah. Oh, there's something bleeding. Something's definitely bleeding. It's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, come on. And in this one, you see him take more of the, the leader role instead of him sounding like a, a a whiny bitch. Oh, Superman's gone. I fought with Superman. Superman, Superman. I mean, yes, in, in the in the side of that, you hear Superman a lot, but it just it makes more sense. It's a well put together movie than it was the Justice League, you know, which when what Whedon did was cut and paste, you know? It was like, all right, I'm gonna shave some stuff down, I'm gonna reshoot this scene. Oh yeah, well, let me write this in. We're gonna shoot this, we're gonna put this in, and no, this shit doesn't make sense. Whereas Snyder, it was one fluid motion, you know? I like Cyborg's story, we got to spend more time with Cyborg. I wish he would definitely bless my bank account like he blessed that one young lady. I, I like that we got more time to see the relationship between Victor Stone and his father. Yeah. That was probably one of the best things for me because you constantly, in the leading version, you kind of view him as a, as a dick, you know? Like Silas Stone in the comic books and even in Doom Patrol and any other iteration of the character, he's always been into his work, always, right? Yeah. And I feel like we got a chance to see that more in the Snyder Cut than what we saw and we didn't, you know, it was like we got, we spent an insignificant amount of time with, uh, I got, I can't remember the actor's name. Who plays, which actor? Who what? The guy that plays Miles Dyson from Terminator 2. Oh, Joe Morton. Thank you, with Mr. Morton. And And I like him as an actor, you know, he's been in Speed, he's been in like a bunch of other stuff, and I really enjoy his work so seeing him get more screen time was cool i enjoyed the little easter eggs i enjoyed seeing martian manhunter ryan Choi. i enjoyed seeing more aspects of star labs and 
It's, there's more that I liked about the movie than I disliked. Um, a part of me, the only thing I loved the four hours, but I hated the four hours because there were certain parts where I was like, oh, shit. My <laughs> 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 like, God, I'm in, I'm in love with what I'm seeing. Fuck, I got to break this bitch down next time. This ain't a one sitting motherfucker. Like, Avengers, and I'll give you the three hours, but that extra hour was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Where did I remember? Because you're like, oh, it's it's four parts. And I was like, it's not it's seven parts. <laughs> and I was like, but wait. It's yeah, because you were like, I think when it got to part three, you were like, okay, one more part to go. And I was like, no, there's seven parts to so You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, this Yeah, and, and like, I feel it because, I mean, like, if it's streaming, you know, it makes sense. But, like, there's no way if this was, like, going to be put in theaters, that one of us would put a four-hour movie in theaters, you know, and especially, like, with, like, movie theaters, because then, like, that interrupts, like, how many showings you could actually have of the movie. So, but, um, what the fuck was I going to say? No, I, I, I'll pretty much start there. I kind of want to uh, start just, like, first off, like, I couldn't really believe that we finally got it, because just, you know, reading those Twitter things and then him dropping all these pictures on Vero where he that were from his cut that just from scenes that you didn't see in the weeding cut. And you're like, shit, are we ever going to get this? And then when it was finally announced and then to see it, I was like, shit doesn't feel real, man. It doesn't feel real at all. But I'll, I'll kind of start how I feel about it. Even just in the first 10, 15 minutes, you knew this was an entirely different movie. You just knew it. And I, I just, I loved how, how, different it was it felt like a seamless transition from man of steel to bvs to to this movie because i remember watching that theatrical version of justice league and being like this movie just does not fit with those two movies it just feels like something totally different and it was so jarring to me but this one just meshes so well i loved it i loved again like you said we get to let the characters breathe i love the iteration of, like this iteration of batman where it's like we actually see him recruiting these guys. You know, you see him flex his money a little bit. You know, he's got his private jet. He's got his cars. You know what I mean? He's, he's trying to... That wasn't to a it. private jet. That was a yeah. private 747, dog. Yeah, and like he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to play the leader. He's trying to make up for what he did to Superman. And I think he carries that guilt with him. And I love, I love that. And he was really someone trying to make amends for what he did. Because, you know, he... Essentially, he, was, he, had, he technically had a hand in the death of Superman. Yeah, I think we had a hand in it, and I, and I think it really speaks to something, especially towards the end of the movie, because he was pretty much trying to go on a suicide mission and kill himself. You know what I mean? But the league wouldn't allow him to do that. I loved, I loved Wonder Woman was good. I never really had any problems necessarily with Wonder Woman in the theatrical version, but again, it's it's it was cool. Everyone just got more to do. It was cool to see her sort of uh, solve the mystery of who Darkseid is and like kind of discover the whole history lesson thing for herself and how she's able to alert the league on that and recruit Victor Stone. And she's in some ways, in a lot of ways, she's like the mother hen, you know, she's like the glue of the team. Yeah. She's the heart. Yeah. And I loved, I love what we got from Michael, man. I love how he's like this mythic, almost kind of godly character that the townspeople were treating him as. I, we could have lost that little singing scene with the women. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we could have lost that. I, I didn't really need that. That went on a little too long. We could have had some of that, but I, I don't think we need to see all of that. But yeah, yeah, when, love, when that girl picked up this jacket and smelled it, I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. I, I knew she was going to sniff it. I knew she was going to sniff it. Yeah. 
I was like, well, you and I both called that. I was like, she's going to pick up that jacket. She's going to sniff it. Yeah. But but again, I love I loved um like he he's kind of like a god to these people, and now he's really conflicted, and it really does lead into Aquaman how they mentioned Orm and things like that, and it was a good setup for a solo movie that we ended up getting. Um, let's see who else. Superman, Superman was good. I like what they did with Superman. He I think he had a little bit more to do in this film than in the theatrical version. I wasn't the biggest fan of the black suit either because they didn't explain why he chose the black suit. And of course, in the comic books, he uses it as like it's almost like a charging suit for him, and like he just comes back to life, so he uses it to help heal himself and regenerate himself. But in the the Snyder Cut, it's kind of just well, he chose a black suit. It was yeah, but but still, I think it would have been nice if like maybe it's just like oh, like oh, nice suit, it heals me. I don't know, just something, you know what I mean? Because then people, because the average person doesn't know, they just like oh, he just chose a black suit you know what i mean but of course we kind of know because he's using it to heal himself and regenerate but i would have liked you know i i would have liked to have um for them to kind of discuss that a little further but I, I i loved that end scene where he just flies in and the axe does nothing to him he's like not impressed and then he uses his 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 freezing breath for the first time that was yeah, great. In, in the whole joint. In the yeah. whole series. Because we've never gotten in any of the movies he's been in, but this is like, it's almost like, you know, coming back to life, he's got a new power, which is kind of awesome. So I loved, I loved that. Um, What else? Uh, oh, Flash. Flash was good because, again, like you were saying before, he just wasn't a joke. It felt like in the other cut, it was just like one liner, one liner, one liner. But this was like he had one liner, he had more to do. He he doubted himself, you know. He really, you really got a bit more with him and his father, and what was going on with that, and how mm-hmm. he carries that with him, and how that kind of drives him to ultimately, really, um, in a sense, be the one that kind of saves the day. You know what I mean? Because he has, he pretty much has the biggest job of all. You know, so I really love that, and it gave gave him a lot more depth and dimension. I loved Cyborg, like, because they really did Cyborg dirty in the theatrical cut, and and I can understand. I don't blame Ray Fisher for being. Yeah, I don't blame him for being mad because this, he was fantastic in this film, really, really fantastic, and I loved that little story he did where you know he he kind of goes into like the financial services and like how he can control nuclear weapons and money and all things like that, and it makes you realize how how powerful Cyborg truly is. You know what I mean? And just that whole story with the mother and her family, like that's, that shit's emotional, you know, and how he just really helped her out. And then that kind of related back to earlier in the film where it talked about how he kind of, how he kind of does that. Cause like, remember his mother was talking about how he helped a girl's grades after her family lost the house. You know what I mean? So he, it kind of just shows what kind of person he is. And I love that. You know what I mean? So Ray Fisher really shined in this movie and it's a shame because it seems like I, we may never get a chance to see him again as Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I thought he, he was fantastic in this movie. Uh, Steppenwolf was a million times better. I'm still not... Oh, God. I'm not completely sold on, like, a, the design of him, but he looked way better than he did in the theatrical version. I loved, loved what we got of Darkseid, Desaad. I Again, I'm someone who wants more of that. I would have loved to see more of that but just the setup they did and hinting at the future and 
you know, the anti-life equation. It's it's good setup. And I'm just, you know, some parts was just thinking, I was like, damn, if they would have just not fucked around and just released this in theaters, of course, edited it down, released it in theaters, like, who knows? Because a lot of the things, if you kind of watch a lot of story beats, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame kind of have. And this, if they didn't fuck with this, this movie would have came out in 2017 before Infinity War and Endgame. Because there were just certain things where I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see that oh, from, from Infinity War or Endgame. And I was like, damn, they fucking shot themselves in the foot. Because if they would have released this in some ways, they would have been saying that. <laughs> yeah, they would have they beat Marvel to the punch or some things. And then, like, uh, but yeah, uh, but I, I loved it. I loved it. But again, yeah, I have a question to you. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has like their their take on how Zack Snyder was doing in DC, right? Now, I I kind of had this thought the other day where I was like, yo, Zack Snyder was kind of ahead of his time. This shit, you know, because not Man of Steel wasn't truly welcome the way it should have been, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what you see now because uh, just a lot of people that I've watched that didn't necessarily like Man of Steel or BVS have like revisited the film just to get ready for the Schneider cut. And their opinions have slightly changed. Like, it's still not necessarily for them. But they're like, oh, there, there are, like, some really good elements, some things I really like about it. And kind of, like, uh, it's kind of changed their opinion on the film after revisiting it years later. If you watch, Man Still didn't require, thank God, a, a director's cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was great just the way it was. Yeah. Um, BBS, if you watch BBS, director's cut, perfect. Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of things make sense. And you, this is where you can see where the studios just need to step back and let the, the artists and the creators just do what they need to do. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's, it's just like with this, yeah, a four-hour movie was a bit much, but shit, we wouldn't have gotten a four-hour fucking movie had <laughs> you just left things alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... That. And this is, and I think Rotten Tomatoes, before they fixed it up, because now you have to prove that you watched the movie. But I think at that time, when Rotten Tomatoes just gave it a bad score. Um, yeah, and I remember feeling like that, because like, I remember BVS got a lot of hate before the movie even came out. And I just thought it was just so weird. Like I would have understood it more if like the movie already came out and people had seen it. But like I remember like in the month leading up to it, like there was just like a lot of hate going on and I just didn't really understand it. It was just like you already made up your mind about a movie you haven't seen yet. But yeah, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It's like it's cool that like and I'm happy I saw this, but like damn, then I'm like I want more. But then I know I already know Warner Brothers just wants to move on, you know what I mean? Because it's and, and and then again, I think Zack Snyder knows it's a wrap because I don't know if you've been paying attention. He's literally spilled a shit ton of details for Justice League two and three. So in my mind, I'm just like, why would you, you know, make sequels if you already shared the story points of what you would want to do? You know, because you know what it is. It's like it's one of those. Maybe you're doing that to help you. Fuel the restore the Snyder first. I guess, but if I'm a studio, I'm not going to give you 
$200 million to go make a movie when you've already pretty much spoiled all the story elements and talking about this happens, this happens, and this happens and saying it verbatim. Do you know what I mean? At least that's from my standpoint. And that's kind of like how you know it's a rap because if he, if the man himself is saying, like if he, if, if he would have said, yeah, you know, I have ideas for Justice League 2 and 3. We all wrote it out, but, you know, it won't happen. And I was like, okay, like maybe he's being coy, you know, just in case. But, you know, you don't <laughs> spill the details for every single film you were, you were going to do unless you had plans to do them, you know what I mean? Like, so, but, and, and, and the stories aren't bad from, like, from what I was reading. Like, I think Justice League 2 would have been, like, the nightmare, you know, the nightmare Justice League where Superman um, has to fight Darkseid, and then he, Superman tasks Batman with protecting Lois, and then Batman fails, and, and Darkseid kills him. Darkseid kills Lois, ends up killing uh, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and then Superman succumbs to the anti-life equation. And I think the third one would be about them sending flashback in time, trying to fix it and things like that. And, you know, and Zack Snyder was talking about how he wanted Superman to have this whole arc from Man of Steel through the Justice League films where he almost kind of becomes the antagonist, but then becomes the protagonist. And then he was saying how the third movie would be Batman ends up sacrificing himself to save Lois. And then... Lois and Clark have a child and they named the child Bruce Kent. And then he was saying there'd be an epilogue where 20 years later, uh, Clark, I think it's Clark and Lois or just Clark take Bruce to Bruce Wayne's cave. And he's saying, you know, this is yours. Your uncle Bruce would have wanted you to continue this. And then it almost kind of would have been like a Batman Beyond type of situation where they give him the cave. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think I, I think I'd probably get rid of that, and I definitely wouldn't name yeah, their son. I wouldn't name their son Bruce Kent. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't name the son Bruce Kent. Just just give him Jonathan. Call him Jonathan Kent. You so know, Gotham City gets their own super bat. No, he would have been. He would have been powerless. That's what they said. That's what Zack Snyder said. He would have been powerless, and his name would. And they would have named him Bruce Kent. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> and there, there were other things he was talking about too that the story, studio kind of pushed back on and I was actually kind of glad about because initially he wanted Bruce Wayne and Lois to kind of date while Superman was dead and then like that way you wouldn't know who the baby was and I was like that's too real for me I don't really I don't, I don't dig that but the studio was but, like, and, then, and also Lois is Matt younger than Bruce like I, don't, I just don't see Lois going, doing that yeah, and it would be weird. Like, why would Lois do that? And then, and then apparently Bruce was supposed to be like, you know, oh, you know, I see a life with Lois. She gives me, but I'm like, my nigga, that's <laughs> that was your boy's girl. Like, I don't. It, I think that would have been too real. That would have been too much of like a love triangle time of thing. So I'm I'm glad that didn't happen. That but um, much. yeah, and he and Zach's not kind of talking about how the third one would kind of be like almost them recreating the battle from the history lesson where it'd be like in modern times, it'd be the Justice League, the Green Lantern Corps, and all of like the armies of the world, like the Air Force, Army, and Navy all coming together to to fight Apocalypse. And apparently, I think the new gods were supposed to be in it, maybe, or maybe make an appearance. That's another thing that I kind of wish they put in. I would have loved, because, I mean, in my opinion, you can't have Apocalypse and Dark Side in them without... Having high, father, the high father, new guys, new Genesis, or at least a mention. Like they should could have said something like, 
oh, the Genesis or I five. You know what I mean? I felt like because that's I, everything that Tom King and Everett Duvernay are working on. That would have been a great. Yeah, if if that movie is even happening, because it would do like they announced that movie, which feels like four years ago, and I haven't heard nothing <laughs> about it since then. But yeah, Tom. I mean, I know. I think I was watching an interview, and Tom King is still penning it. I know that much. All right. I mean, I mean, more time for the script usually is always the better shows. Usually leads to a better film. But again, like I'm just not sure when is. Ava DuVernay gonna have the time for this because I follow her on Instagram she does so much man she's producing she's writing she's directing like 15 different things so it's just like when would we ever see this hey when there's a will there's a way bro yeah I I can see it uh, she'll probably stay on as writer and probably produce it but I don't know if she'll direct it I can see her handing off the reins to someone else who would you hand it over to I don't know Who, who knows but I just, I, I mean, hey, if I'm surprised, if I'm proved wrong, more good for me, like more, more power to her and then, but she has so many projects. I'm just like, when would you have time for this? You know, which, which is good problems to have, you know, cause you know, get the bag. But, um, but kind of like, I want to talk, kind of switch gears and talk about the aftermath of the Snyderverse. So, which was so, so yeah. I, I, let me, cause I, I actually read this article. It was like, two or three pages long. So Anne Sarnoff, who runs Warner Media, so she she's pretty much head of, like, you know, TV, film, video games, kind of all of that. So none of that really goes through without her. They Holly, I think it was Hollywood Reporter or Vanity Fair, maybe it was Deadline, literally released an article Monday morning, after, like the weekend of the Snyder Cut. And in this article, you know, they ask her, you know, oh, do you have any plans to you know, Justice League 2 and 3 work with Zack Snyder. said, no, you know, this was a one-shot thing. We're very happy with Zack did. We're glad he got to, you know, finish his vision, but we're moving in a different direction. They're like, okay, do you have any plans for the air cut? No, we, we, were, we are not developing the air cut of Suicide Squad, which I'm fine with because I wasn't really clamoring for that anyways. I know you. Um, you. I just think it was weird. It was almost just like you just instantly wanted to, like, spit on fans graves man i think you could have waited a little bit for people to still kind of revel in this and let them enjoy the snyder cup but it's like monday morning this drops so it's like it's like they had this plan because i mean they're not doing the interview at monday six in the morning this is probably this interview is probably done probably like a week or two before the snyder cup was released but in this uh interview she talks about you know going in a new direction asking the fans to trust them you know, in, in the direction they're going and how they want to do things with the multiverse and, you know, how they're really planning to do both a DC content, original DC content for HBO Max, as well as the films and have maybe, I think it was like four films a year and have this interconnected thing that would connect like uh, TV to the movies, to the video games, have it all kind of kind of similar, she kind of similar to Marvel, but she didn't exactly say Marvel or like kind of like, a MCU type thing, but kind of similar, but not outright like a shared universe. But I don't know. I just, I just felt like I think good businesses, I wouldn't close the door on it because this was a success for HBO Max. So I think she could have worded things differently. I think she could have said, well, you know, um, never say never, but as of right now, you know, 
there are no plans. We we the Hispanic has been a hit for us at Warner Media. We love Zack Snyder. Um, but right now we're developing these films. Who knows what the future holds? That's that's what you could have said. And I think that's the difference between a fan and a business person because so for example, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, even if he has no plans, like so like for for example, these Netflix characters, I think he has no plans, maybe besides Charlie Cox. I think he has no plans to bring Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and then back to the MCU. But would he outright say no? I think he'll say, you know, you never know. You know, there's a huge fan base for them. So who knows what could happen in the future? Which could be answered, which is pretty much the answer of no, it's it's not happening. <laughs> it, but he's a fan. He understands that these characters have following, so he wouldn't want to alienate those fans. Whereas Anne Sarnoff was just a businesswoman who probably hasn't picked up a comic book at all, just saying, you know, just alienating a whole fan base and saying, no, it's not happening. We're moving in a different direction. Uh, so a fan base that's more inclusive. So, and that's, those are her words verbatim. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And then they talk a bit about the Ray Fisher thing. And they talk about how, um, oh, you know, we, we our investigators found there's no wrongdoing. Um, Walter Hamada, who runs DC Films, um, he didn't do anything wrong. Walter Hamada is, is a person of color. He's an Asian man, and in fact, you know, he tri- yeah, it was it was almost kind of like we're not racist. We have a black friend. It was like oh, it felt like that kind of thing, and it was like like Walter and they were like, yeah, we like we tried to work with Ray. We offered him a role in the Flash, you know, and of course, like he said, as long as Walter Hamada is working at DC, he won't be in the movie. So we again probably will not see uh, Ray Fisher ever again. And it was just interesting because it, the days after the Snyder Cut, Warner Brothers released all of these casting announcements and film announcements uh, just just to kind of show you where their new direction is headed. So like it was Monday morning, they had that article and then they announced it's a Tannen movie that's going to be written by um, this Oscar-nominated screenwriter that's going straight to HBO Max. I think there's going to be a Batgirl movie or TV series that's going straight to HBO Max. Um, Static Shock found a writer. I forgot the person's name. They announced. Yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, they announced Helen Mirren is going to be the villain in Shazam 2. They announced Pierce Brosnan is going to be Dr. Fate in Black Adam. They announced the release date for Black Adam. July, oh, right? Yeah, July, I think 22nd, 2022. And which is interesting, we kind of that kind of sets up twenty twenty two to be four DC movies, with the Batman coming out in March, uh, Black Adam in July, uh, the Flash in November, and Aquaman two in December. But I feel like one of those might move, and it's either going to be the Flash or Aquaman two. But yeah, they just bombarded uh, DC fans with all these announcements in a sense to sort of distance themselves from the Snyder Cut, but. I know I said a shit ton, but tell me what you think, too. So check it out. So the writer for the Static Shock movie wrote uh, Safety. I'm not writing with that. Randy McKinnon. Okay. So I'm I'm excited about the Static. Um, I've been one, wanting DC to do more with Static since forever. And with Michael B. Jordan producing it, he has a pretty good track record. Almost a lot of about what? If I had to give him a percentage, 85% of the stuff that he's been producing and stuff has been really, really good. 
Um, I'm really excited about, uh, yeah, just, just seeing what they do with Static. And then just with the, I know you hate Suicide Squad, but the director's, the director's cut was really good. I, I enjoyed that portion. And to be honest with you, with James Gunn's movie coming out, you really need to focus on James Gunn's yeah, um, it would seem kind of weird to be like, we're going to do the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad when you literally have James Gunn's Suicide Squad coming out in August. That's confusing yeah, that's marketing. Huh? That's what, two, three months away? Oh, yeah, and the trailer for that came out. Sorry, that came oh, out. The I think. Red Band trailer for that was so dope. Yeah, got Friday and Thursday. Just again, there was just so much DC stuff last week. They're really, they're really showing like, okay, listen, Marvel, you guys are doing your thing, but now I just know we coming for you. Um, and it's, it's, listen, WB is fucking up, but they're doing great. <laughs> you know, certain things nobody really agrees with, but you're getting ready to put out some good content. It seems like during the pandemic, you guys really took some time, even though you fucked around and fired more than half of your people um, before Vandome. Like, you made sure you got fandom done before you fired them. But everything else, the back, um, you got the Paris Brosman thing. You got, what's his name, Adonis Hodge? Oh, Aldous Hodge. She's playing Hawkman. Aldous Hodge, Hawkman. You know, like, they're, you can see in Black Adam, we've been waiting for them to have developments in it for years. Yeah. You know, so it's like now D, you can see that DC is putting up and shutting putting their money where their mouth is. Like, no more talk. Let's get into action. So, with that, I'm excited about. I do want them... I think um, there was, like, a rumor, but I, I was looking into it more while he, while he was talking. And the... Oh, excuse me, guys. Started working my second job, so I'm still getting used to it. Um, I saw everybody... The outpour for Ben after the comeback is back. It's been tremendous you know people have been wanting this since forever and when AT&T I I'm hearing it really wants him to come back but I don't see it you know Zack Snyder also said he doesn't see Ben Affleck coming back you know what I mean yeah. like it's when you know he might have came back for me just be off the strength that we're friends um yeah, really and then, and this flash appearance is meant to be a swan song. It's meant to give us a proper goodbye because if he doesn't do this, you know, a proper goodbye would have been the theatrical cut of Justice League, and we can't have that taste in our mouths. So of course, the Snyder Cut fixed that, but he needs a, Thank he God needs a proper yeah, he needs a proper send off. Yeah, don't no more bullshit. Give a you know you already gave us what we wanted in terms of with the Snyder Cut just. And a little more. Yeah. That's all. Not yeah. asking for a whole bunch. Just just a little piece of the pie. Um, I think my also my whole thing is is I'm just trying to be realistic with this. Is like so if they said, Okay, we're gonna do more stuff with the Snyder Cut. Like when we wanted to come out. Yeah, exactly. Because all of these guys have sequels, like Jason Momoa has to do Aquaman too. He's got a show on Apple TV. Ben Affleck's directing and, and starring in movies. Gal Gadot has some Cleopatra movie and a, she's playing like a spy in a different movie. She has to go film. Ezra Miller does like these Fantastic Beast Harry Potter movies. Um, Henry Cavill has the Witcher series. Who am I missing? I'm, Ray Fisher's filming a TV show right now, but 
I mean, he has. I'm glad he's working. Yeah, he hasn't been cast in anything else. But yeah, it's just like when do you when do you find time to put that together? And even if they did, we wouldn't get that in like the next five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would be more like and a plus, damn decade. Yeah, yeah. Everybody be old as hell. Yeah. Like so, it's just like when when would this come out? When would you get all these people to line up their schedule and do? It? And I get like. Some people feel like, oh, you know, HBO Max can pick it up and do it because HBO Max loves Snyder. But if you got the Justice League, you have to put it on the biggest screen possible and it has to be in theaters. If you feel like, I just feel like the Justice League is too big for streaming. I get it. We got the Snyder Cut and streaming, you know, this is a special thing. But if you're going to continue to do you know, streaming or continue the Justice League story with the Snyderverse, to me, it, it's, it's got to be on the biggest screen possible. Like, it's, it's got to be in theaters. So I think that's kind of also the divide as well because I don't feel that it should be exclusive to HBO Max. I could see, like, many series set inside the Snyderverse. Like, maybe if you wanted to do a, uh, like, a Joker movie or a Joker show or something with Deathstroke, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see a world where you have Justice League 2 and 3 as a streaming movie on HBO Max, that just feels like a, a downgrade. I don't know, because the camera work on HBO Max, you know, like, it just looks great. It's not how... The only thing... Oh, I will say, I didn't like how it was presented. Oh, the aspect ratio with the black bars? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was kind of like an IMAX thing, because it was so... The 4-3 aspect ratio is pretty much for using IMAX. And I think that's how he shot the movie for it to be in IMAX. So they pretty much just said, you know, give it to, give us the movie in its purest form, you know, every little nook and cranny you want, just jam pack it in this. So, you know, he got to do the acid ratio he wanted. Clearly it seemed like there were no scenes up on the cutting room floor. You know, this was through and through his vision without studio notes. Although I did read this one interesting thing, I think on Friday is that, he shot a whole Green Lantern scene with Jon Stewart. And you want to know who, who they cast as Jon Stewart? Javante <clears throat> Rhodes. Did you see Moonlight? No. Did you see... Shit. Uh, that latest Predator movie? Yes. The black guy? Oh, the guy that played, um... Shit. He was in Get Out of Straight Out of Compton. No. Oh, so then nope. He was in Bird Box. You ever see that? Nope. All right, look up. Yeah, look up Trevante Rhodes. He has the perfect look for John Stewart. Like they filmed, like they filmed this whole scene, and then Warner Brothers was like, "No, don't use this because you know we have our own plans for John Stewart." So they let him use Martian Manhunter. Damn. Yeah. 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 Filmed the whole scene with him as, as John Stewart. But yeah, I'm, I wonder where that scene is. I'd love to see that. Like, where is that existing? Is it just like on someone's phone? Like, ugh. I would have, I think I would have loved to have seen that Green Lantern scene instead of the uh, Martian Manhunter scene at the end. I can't front. It was it was a good scene and Marsh Manhunter looks great, 
But I would have been like, oh, I want more of him too. <laughs> huh? I wanted more of him too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see the meme? <laughs> Someone was talking shit. It was like, it was like man, the events of Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. And it's that meme where like the kid kind of like looks to the side, but then looks away like he's avoiding something. Yeah, and they're gosh. like, that's, "That's Martian Manhunter," <laughs> which is a fair point because I and I was kind of questioning that shit too. He's like, "Well, I have a stake in this world. I'd like to fight for it." Motherfucker, you where were you? Had a stake in this where, motherfucker. Where were you when the Kryptonians came or when fucking Doomsday showed up? Nigga, we could have used you. <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't have died. <laughs> facts well if i was superman i would have been tight i'm like so you, you you've been around all this time and you you let me get impaled by that motherfucker and you weren't around you were just watching on that screen letting motherfuckers shoot missiles when you could have swooped in and helped the nigga out <laughs> like <laughs> i thought that was i thought oh, that is interesting from law and order died for nothing where <laughs> That's just like a motherfucker. Like, and it's a very interesting thing, and you do have to kind of question it. Whereas, like, if he's been Martian Manhunter all this time, and he's just been chilling, knowing he could have helped motherfuckers out, I'd be a little tired. But, yo, you know what, bro? I don't know if we have a chair for you on the league right now. <laughs> Why don't you go sit your ass down somewhere for a little bit, take a time out? My guy, no, no. No justice league for you. Word, word. You you on probation right now because you you should have been shut the fuck up. <sighs> but yeah, man. Do you, when do you think you think we'll ever see? What what will be your timeline for another Justice League movie? I'm not saying like a Zack Snyder versus Justice League movie. Just any Justice League movie. I would say six or seven. Yeah, I, you gotta you gotta let shit die down. Yeah, I'd 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 feel like I'd lean more towards Yeah. I I'd even I yeah, seven the most. The least five years. But yeah. Yeah, wow. Any other news? Let's actually Invincible came out this past weekend. Oh yeah. And let me tell you let me tell you, I enjoyed it. Um, Robert Kirkman has done this joint years ago. I think Dad actually used to read this book. Yeah, I think he still um, has it. And I never fully got into it. Like I checked it out when we were kids, and I didn't. I just was like, "Oh, this is like some fake DC comic shit." I'm not reading this. And then when I watched it, I was kind of right, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I won't, I won't front. I was watching the first episode. I was like, oh, "This is kind of boring." Like not boring, but it was just like a lot of setup. You know, he's getting his powers. Da, 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 da. But then that ending—I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. But that ending, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I haven't read the comic book, so I didn't know that turn that happens. But I did a little research and I read up about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But yeah, yeah. the ending was this about to get real, bro. Yeah. It's about to get real. Like this kind of has you trying to see how I can link it and kind of give our, our listeners like a little bit of like I don't, don't want to spoil too much, but you can kind of see the correlation between Bruce's fears in BVS and what's going on now in that yeah. show Invincible. So yeah, it's like these guys are so powerful. You're like completely 
powerless to stop, you know, to stop them. You have to have all these contingency plans. But yeah, it's I I was I because I thought they like completely released the show on Amazon, so I was like looking around for the rest of the episodes, but it was just the first three. Yeah, and after that third one, you're like, fuck, I want more. Word. <laughs> but so I think I, I think it, I think it, it comes on Thursdays, Thursday nights. Okay, so it's Friday. Yeah. All right, so that gives me something to look forward to. Also, Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode two. Ooh, episode two. What's this, three, four? No, this is episode two. Okay, so I'm not bugging. So episode two, and this one gets real in-depth. We meet Isaiah Bradley. We get my man Mantis. My man is working in both the MCU and the DC universe, aka the Arrowverse, aka the Flowerverse, aka Superman and Lois first, nigga. But no, but um, Carl Lumby was in the Arrowverse. Yeah, he played John Jones's father. I thought I thought that was um the guy from Ghostbusters. No, he played. You're talking about Ernie Hudson, and yeah. he, played, he played Colonel Stewart in Arrow, which made which let everybody know that John was John Stewart. John Diggle Stewart. Uh Carl Ike. So Carl Lumby played John Jones's father. Yes, in Supergirl season four or five, one of them. I had no idea. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so he's worked for both both universes. I'm proud of it, man. Like seeing Carl Lumley just back in the saddle and seeing him play none other than Isaiah Bradley, the black Captain America, the Captain America that predated Steve Rogers. Yeah. Which is which is I'll say I'll give props good on Marvel because I love Marvel, but I always felt in some things they played they played it safe and didn't necessarily want to rock the boat. But it, I, I think in this show they're really going there. In terms of racial issues, and I and I I can't wait for them to address you know why Steve ultimately gave up that shield because we we know it has to do with him being black and like and you know like they said in the trailer that shield means a lot of things to different people and I think the show is really going to explore what America means to different people and how different people have different types of patriotism you know what I mean and I think I think Sam's really carrying what it means to be in the military, what it means to be a hero, and then given this Captain America shield, and especially with the history of America and what's going on with, like, blacks in the military and all these things, you know, it's, I think the show's really going to go there. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it so far. Like, again, this is the show I wanted. And I like how, how, how they presented John Walker because I thought, like, instantly John Walker is going to be this person we all hate, but you kind of understand where John Walker's coming from. You know, he's, he's trying to be his own person and like, you know, he's trying to do things his way. You know, he's, he knows for, you know, he knows that it's big boots to fill with Steve and he's not trying to do that. He's trying to be his own person. But I think as the show goes along, you know, as things are going to progress and I think we're going to kind of get that dark side out of him. I, in my opinion, I think he's going to end up getting that super soldier sermon. I think it's just going to like turn him into a, a completely different person. It's going to call me, you sound like you was about to say he's going to turn him into a dick. You're right. Yeah, but you can tell he's already kind of got that darkness about him. And I was just like reading interviews about him because like um, the actor who plays in this guy Wyatt Russell was talking about how he didn't want to play him like Steve Rogers. He's not Steve Rogers, and like how he said he was saying that Steve Rogers kind of represented this era that doesn't exist. And you know he's playing John Walker as this 
hard nosed kind of like military marine guy and he just he described john walker as being a hunter and he has more harsher methods than what the original captain america had so i think we'll see him doing some shit that'll be a little bit more violent and harsher than what the original captain america would have done just the fact that he used the gun i mean like we've seen captain america use a gun but it was like on aliens or on like armored soldiers but like you remember on that truck scene where he took out the gun and just shot the guy he's like nah <laughs> you a super soldier i can't i can't keep up with you so i'm gonna put this bullet in you real quick i'm loving the show so far i'm loving it i am too i am too like i, I can't wait to see what else word so check that out on fridays guys for sure Fridays, pretty much 1 a.m. Uh, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Oh, it's 3 a.m. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah, I haven't stayed up for an episode. I just usually, like, I'll go to bed, and then, like, um, I'll just wake up and watch it. No, I feel that. I feel that. But we have this so much stuff, but also just... What a wonderful time to be alive. The next episode, I'm going to talk about this last episode of Babylon I saw. Um, I'll pop in and out. But we'll, we'll, we'll have like a little mini Batwoman type of discussion. Right. With that being said, guys, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. And I was, sometimes we go through our, it's not a hiatus, but you know, life happens with us. Yeah. And, and thank you guys for bearing with us and things like that. You know, we haven't forgot about you guys. We haven't forgot about the show at all. Again, you know, things happen, and we, we always try to come back and sit down and, and talk turkey and, and give you guys some cool things to listen to. So with that being said, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Please, 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 you know, help us spread the word to the blurred message out there. Help us to continue to grow. Um, our Instagram is word to the blurred. Uh, Facebook is word to the blurred. Just just rock with us. You know, we're going to try to get back into doing this, but well, I mean, we're doing it, but we're going to try to be more consistent with it. But like, as I stated, life happens. I just picked up a second job. Cal is working and, you know, doing this school thing, but we're going to get back to y'all because this is something that we want to put out more of and put some more stuff out there and really get into Black Thought business. So that being said, y'all, this is Big Two. This is Cal. Word to the blurred, baby. Word to the blurred with two and Cal. Good night, guys. Thank you. Love ya. Peace.